There's a call comes ringing o'er the restless waves and the lights and the light. There are souls to We welcome you to Light for Living with Greg Thomas, pastor of the True Life Baptist Church of Alton, Virginia. We pray you are blessed and encouraged as you listen to today's challenge from God's Word. Pastor Thomas joins us now for Light for Living. Good morning. This is Pastor Thomas, and I thank you for tuning in to the Light for Living radio program. And Light for Living is a ministry of the True Light Baptist Church of Alton, and so glad and thankful that we're able to. Uh, to bring it on a weekly basis. Thank you for being in the listening audience. That means the world to this preacher. And I hope and pray that it is of some help to you, and that it glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. It is all about him, isn't it? Uh, but if we get a blessing from it and help from the Lord, what a joy that is. And so I trust you're having a good Sunday morning. And I know that most of you are going to be glued, as you should be, to your your smartphones or your computers, and you'll be watching uh, live stream services. And I trust that God meets with you, and He can meet with you in your home. And as I stated last week, last week, you be sure to pray for that local church pastor as he presents the Word of God. Pray that God will empower him in a marvelous way to preach the Word of God without reservation especially on this Resurrection Sunday. What a great day. You say, preacher, a lot of stuff's going on. That may be true, but it is a great day, and it ought to be a great reminder that the God who we serve is alive. He's on the throne. Our Savior rose from the dead in mighty power. You say, preacher, where is he right now? He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the Bible says that he ever liveth to make intercession for you and me. Isn't that a joy? Isn't that encouraging? In uncertain times, we have a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I trust and pray that this Resurrection Sunday will be the, one of the best ones you've ever had. And I trust and pray you're just, just so excited about the prospects of being back in that local assembly and uh, have heard somewhat encouraging words from the latest uh, newscast and the updates. And let's just pray that God will uh, show mercy and he will help us and that we'll be able to get together soon. On that note, if you're watching your local church as you should, if you would We'd sure appreciate it if you'd watch the True Light Baptist program on a playback. And uh, we will uh, be continually working on that. We are trying to figure out the right way to stream to multi-platforms live. We know that we can do it as far as playback, but we're, we're working on some things so that if someone does not have uh, a Facebook account, that there be other ways that they can view it, even live. And so pray for us as we try to... Uh, overcome and figure that part out, but uh, we'd love for you to be in the playback audience. And then when the church doors are open, if you're not in that good Bible-believing church, I'd sure like to see you walk through the doors there at True Light. And uh, we'll just expect God to bless powerfully, meet with us, and just enjoy the blessings 
of the Lord God Almighty. So keep that in mind. Hope to see you. Again, our live stream will be at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Love for you to be a part of that. We're going to continue the thought that we started a couple of weeks ago, and it was based on an earlier presentation uh, by our vice president in regards to the COVID-19 and uh, some practical suggestions that really shouldn't have to be given, but but just practical. We, we should know these things, uh, but we're taking those simple thoughts and we're putting a spiritual application that I hope will make you really think. I hope it'll make continue to make me think on this simple thought of a pandemic too great to ignore. And we're talking about this thing called sin. But in particular, how are we to help from getting greatly infected by it? We told you a couple of weeks ago, we're talking primarily right now to those that are saved by the grace of God. For man that is lost is dead. He's not just sick. He's dead in trespasses and in sins. And so if you fit that category, dear sir or ma'am, you need the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. It starts right there. You must be born again. And I would not wait for one moment. I would not wait till this pandemic is passed to go to a local church to get saved by the grace of God because you don't have any idea that that particular day will come to you. You know that you have this very moment. And so I beg and plead with you to take this moment and bow your head before the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your personal Savior. Now, let's read the verse. Isaiah 58 and verse 1, the Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. And so the admonition was to cry aloud, to make it known, to make their condition known. And we as God's people, and especially as those who call themselves to be preachers, proclaimers of the Word of God, we're to cry aloud as to what is wrong and some things that we can do to prevent being infected on a spiritual nature. And we told you, first of all, a couple of weeks ago, just simply uh, practical things that you're to keep your hands, keep your hands clean, wash your hands. How so? Wash your hands thoroughly. Wash it completely. Wash them often. And we talked on a spiritual nature, how that our hands can get into some things, if you will. We can get into some things we have no business. And there's some things that are visible. They're open, just like dirt would be showing on your hands. Sometimes it's not visible, but yet the contaminants are still there. And so we as God's people ought to make sure that we keep our hands clean. How do we wash? We wash in the precious word of God, don't we? You say, preacher, I'm not picking my Bible up very much. I'm going to tell you it's not going to be long till your hands are going to be dirty. It's not going to be long till you're going to get really, really infected and sick on a spiritual nature. Keep that in mind. And secondly, we told you not only should you keep your hands clean, wash them thoroughly, but then we told you that you need to cover your mouth when you're about to spew out. Seen a graphic this morning. I don't know exactly how true it was, an animation, if you will. And they showed it how 
one cough and how far those contaminants will spread. And it was pretty astounding if, in fact, that was true. And how one little issue of not being willing to to cover your mouth, how many people and how big an area can be infected, if you will. And so we talk to you how that affects us in a spiritual realm. When we speak, so many people will just spew out so much stuff. And I'm talking about people that say that they're saved by the grace of God. And they will not cover their mouths before it goes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not just what we say, but a lot of times in that uh, realm, it's what you type. So many people will get on social media and you'll spill out, you, you'll claim to know God. And in one minute, you're putting a Bible verse and, and talking about the love of Jesus and all. And then the next thing, you're putting out all kind of garbage, filth, shame on you. That's wicked. That's wrong. And that harms the cause of Christ. You know what you need to do? Before you type it, before you say it, before you get ready to spew out that that's going to infect other people, why don't you cover your mouth? Why don't you hold back your hands? Don't hit sin. Don't even think it to begin with. It shows you that there's something wrong in the heart. But if you would guard yourself and ask the Lord to put that guard about your lips, you'd be surprised how much better things might go and how less infection will be taking place. Let me give you this this Sunday morning. Not only should there be a covering of your mouth, but then there needs to be a disinfecting of your personal home. In other words, keep your house clean. Now, now, Miss Connie does a, a a wonderful job here at the house, and and uh, she she does a, a really good job cleaning. But especially during this time, especially when there are things outwardly and and the type of work that I do on the side, uh, the different environments in which I go in, uh, she is taking extra precaution. So not only maybe the neatness of the home, but the sanitation. Uh, she's all the time, or, or the kids are all the time spraying things. And we've got this new product now that we found that not only is it supposedly a deodorizer, but it is uh, it, it sterilizes and, and all the time spraying things and spraying faucets and doorknobs and all of this. What is she trying to do? She's wanting to keep her house physically clear of contaminants because what's happened that's where you dwell in and if it's not free it won't be alone to you what you will be physically sick now how does that apply to us thank you already know where i'm going how many people and 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 may i backtrack just a little bit also in that work that i do there's times i've had to go in homes and some homes are are absolutely kept immaculately there's some homes that have a little clutter, and they, they look lived in. No problem. But I'm going to be honest with you, there's homes that I've had to go into that you just feel unclean once you've been there any amount of time. Someone has not cared enough just for basic sanitation. Now, I wonder how many people in their homes... Let's get beyond just the physical. We're talking about what goes on in the home, the contaminants that are being allowed in your home spiritually. 
some contaminants as, as in places that I've been into. Some, it's just outwardly filthy. You don't have to wonder what's in here. You see it. And there's many people in their homes. You've got visible things in your home that is contaminating your home. You've got no business being there. And you need to get that thing right with God and get rid of it. There are some books that's in your home. There is one book that you need to have in your home and need to read it. It's the Word of God. But how many are even listening to this preacher and you've got books and you've got magazines that's sitting in your home that's contaminating your household? I wonder how many have your CD collections and your DVD collections that's contaminating your home. You need to sanitize it. But then there's other things that are in the homes and things that I've been in places that you just know. Just has sometimes a smell about it, that, that it's unclean, that it's not sanitary. Sometimes in your own homes, it's not just the things that are visibly seen, but there's just a smell about it that there are some contaminants in your home. Maybe it is that, that bad spirit in your home, that constant contention in your home, little snide remarks that might be made between a husband and a wife, maybe disrespect amongst the children towards the parents. What is that, ladies and gentlemen? That's contaminants in your home, and if it hasn't already made you really sick, it's going to if it's not taken care of. I want you to think about that. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are the moods in your home that's going to bring great sickness? You say, what's the plumb line? How do we know? Well, the plumb line is the Word of God. Take what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're watching and what you're listening to and line it up with the Word of God and see how it is. And if the Word of God shows that it is sick-producing, get rid of it. Get rid of it. You say, now, preacher, on some of this stuff, I've got a whole lot of money in. Well, you've given the devil your money long enough. Get rid of it. And when I say get rid of it, don't put it in someone else's hands. Don't pawn it off on someone else. When I say get rid of it, junk is junk. Garbage is got Filth is filth. You know what you do with that? You bury it. Now, this is what the Word of God says. In Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Now notice what Joshua said in the last clause of this verse. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua could not say that. And knowing he had contamination, if you will, in his household. No perfect home without question. But things that you know about, that you know that God's not pleased with, whatever, whether it's what you're listening, watching, or your moods, your attitudes, if God's not pleased, get rid of it. Because it'll get your family really, really sick.
And God doesn't desire that, nor should you. Some practical things to keep from getting contaminated, to keep from getting ill, sick spiritually. And I hope you'll give some really serious consideration to it. Maybe some of you got some cleaning out to do this week. Just do it. And the Lord will bless you for doing so. Hope you'll tune in and watch the True Light program this morning after you've watched yours. And if I can help you, please let me know. And I trust you have a great Resurrection Sunday. May the Lord bless. Thank you for listening to Light for Living with Pastor Greg Thomas. If this ministry has been a blessing, we would love to hear from you. Email us at lightforlivingradio at gmail.com. You may also write us at 8139 Hewell Matthews Highway, Alton, Virginia, 24520. Thanks again for listening to Light for Living. We look forward to hearing from you soon. We welcome you to Light for Living with Greg Thomas, pastor of the True Light Baptist Church of Alton, Virginia. We pray you are blessed and encouraged as you listen to today's challenge from God's Word. Pastor Thomas joins us now for Light for Living. Good morning, this is Pastor Thomas, and I thank you for tuning in to the Light for Living radio program and Life for Living is a ministry of the True Light Baptist Church of Alton, and so glad and thankful that we're able uh, to bring it on a weekly basis. Thank you for being in the listening audience. That means the world to this preacher, and I hope and pray that it is of some help to you, and that it glorifies the Lord Jesus Christ. It is all about Him, isn't it? Uh, but if we get a blessing from it and help from the Lord, what a joy that is. And so I trust you're having a good Sunday morning, and I know that most of you are going to be glued, as you should be, to your, your smartphones or your computers, and you'll be watching uh, live stream services, and I trust that God meets with you, and He can meet with you in your home. And as I stated last week, last week you be sure to pray for that local church pastor as he presents the Word of God, pray that God will empower him in a marvelous way to preach the Word of God without reservation, especially on this Resurrection Sunday. What a great day. You say, preacher, a lot of stuff's going on. That may be true, but it is a great day, and it ought to be a great reminder that the God who we serve is alive. He's on the throne, our Savior rose from the dead in mighty power. You say, preacher, where is he right now? He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and the Bible says that he ever liveth to make intercession for you and me. Isn't that a joy? Isn't that encouraging? In uncertain times, we have a God that is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I trust and pray that this Resurrection Sunday will be the one of the best ones you've ever had. And I trust and pray you're just, just so excited about the prospects of being back in that local assembly and uh, have heard somewhat encouraging words from the latest 
uh, newscasts and the updates. And let's just pray that God will uh, show mercy and he will help us and that we'll be able to get together soon. On that note, if you're watching your local church as you should, if you would, we'd sure appreciate it if you'd watch the True Light Baptist program on a playback. And uh, we will uh, be continually working on that. We are trying to figure out the right way to stream to multi-platforms live. We know that we can do it as far as playback, but we're, we're working on some things so that if someone does not have uh, a Facebook account, that there be other ways that they can view it, even live. And so pray for us as we try to uh, overcome and figure that part out. But uh, we'd love for you to be in the playback audience. And then when the church doors are open, if you're not in that good Bible-believing church, I'd sure like to see you walk through the doors there at True Light. And uh, we'll just expect God to bless powerfully, meet with us, and just enjoy the blessings of the Lord God Almighty. So keep that in mind. Hope to see you. Again, our live stream will be at 11 o'clock tomorrow. Love for you to be a part of that. We're going to continue the thought that we started a couple of weeks ago, and it was based on an earlier presentation uh, by our vice president in regards to the COVID-19 and uh, some practical suggestions that really shouldn't have to be given, but but just practical. We, we should know these things, uh, but we're taking those simple thoughts and we're putting a spiritual application that I hope will make you really think. I hope it will make continue to make me think on this simple thought of a pandemic too great to ignore. And we're talking about this thing called sin. But in particular, how are we to help from getting greatly infected by it? We told you a couple of weeks ago, we're talking primarily right now to those that are saved by the grace of God. For a man that is lost is dead. He's not just sick. He's dead in trespasses and in sins. And so if you fit that category, dear sir or ma'am, you need the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. It starts right there. Ye must be born again. And I would not wait for one moment. I would not wait till this pandemic is passed to go to a local church to get saved by the grace of God because you don't have any idea that that particular day will come to you. You know that you have this very moment. And so I beg and plead with you to take this moment and bow your head before the Lord Jesus Christ and receive him as your personal Savior. Now, let's read the verse. Isaiah 58 and verse 1, the Bible says, Cry aloud, spare not, lift up thy voice like a trumpet, and show my people their transgressions and the house of Jacob their sins. And so the admonition was to cry aloud, to make it known, to make their condition known. And we as God's people, and especially as those who call themselves to be preachers, proclaimers of the Word of God, we're to cry aloud as to what is wrong and some things that we can do to prevent being infected on a spiritual nature. And we told you, first of all, a couple of weeks ago, just simply uh, practical things that you're to keep your hands 
Keep your hands clean. Wash your hands. How so? Wash your hands thoroughly. Wash it completely. Wash them often. And we talked on a spiritual nature, how that our hands can get into some things, if you will. We can get into some things we have no business. And there's some things that are visible. They're open, just like dirt would be showing on your hands. Sometimes it's not visible, but yet the contaminants are still there. And so we as God's people ought to make sure that we keep our hands clean. How do we wash? We wash in the precious word of God, don't we? You say, preacher, I'm not picking my Bible up very much. I'm going to tell you it's not going to be long till your hands are going to be dirty. It's not going to be long till you're going to get really, really infected and sick on a spiritual nature. Keep that in mind. And secondly, we told you not only should you keep your hands clean, wash them thoroughly, but then we told you that you need to cover your mouth when you're about to spew out. Seen a graphic this morning. I don't know exactly how true it was, an animation, if you will. And they showed it how one cough and how far those contaminants will spread. And it was pretty astounding if, in fact, that was true. And how one little issue of not being willing to to cover your mouth, how many people and how big an area can be infected, if you will. And so we talk to you how that affects us in a spiritual realm. When we speak, so many people will just spew out so much stuff. And I'm talking about people that say that they're saved by the grace of God. And they will not cover their mouths before it goes. Now, I'm going to be honest with you. It's not just what we say, but a lot of times in that uh, realm, it's what you type. And so many people will get on social media and you'll spill out, you, you'll claim to know God. And in one minute, you're putting a Bible verse and, and talking about the love of Jesus and all. And then the next thing, you're putting out all kind of garbage, filth, shame on you. That's wicked. That's wrong. And that harms the cause of Christ. You know what you need to do? Before you type it, before you say it, before you get ready to spew out that that's going to infect other people, why don't you cover your mouth? Why don't you hold back your hands? Don't hit sin. Don't even think it to begin with. It shows you that there's something wrong in the heart. But if you would guard yourself and ask the Lord to put that guard about your lips, you'd be surprised how much better things might go and how less infection will be taking place. Let me give you this this Sunday morning. Not only should there be a covering of your mouth, but then there needs to be a disinfecting of your personal home. In other words, keep your house clean. Now, now, Miss Connie does a, a a wonderful job here at the house, and and uh, she she does a, a really good job cleaning. But especially during this time, especially when there are things outwardly, and and the type of work that I do on the side, uh, the different environments in which I go in, uh, she is taking extra precaution. So not only maybe the neatness of the home, but the sanitation. Uh, she's all the time, or, or the kids are all the time spraying things. And we've got this new product now that we found that not only is it supposedly a deodorizer, but it is uh, it, it sterilizes and, and all the time spraying things and spraying faucets and doorknobs and all of this. What is she trying to do? She's wanting to keep her house physically clear 
of contaminants because what's happened, that's where you dwell in. And if it's not free, it won't be alone till you what? You will be physically sick. Now, how does that apply to us? I think you already know where I'm going. How many people, and, and, and may I backtrack just a little bit. Also in that work that I do, there's times I've had to go in homes and some homes are, are absolutely kept immaculately. There's some homes that have a little clutter and they, they look lived in. No problem. But I'm going to be honest with you. There's homes that I've had to go into that you just feel unclean once you've been there any amount of time. Someone has not cared enough just for basic sanitation. Now, I wonder how many people in their homes, let's get beyond just the physical. We're talking about what goes on in the home, the contaminants that are being allowed in your home spiritually. Some contaminants, as, as in places that I've been into, some it's just outwardly filthy. You don't have to wonder what's in here. You see it. And there's many people in their homes. You've got visible things in your home that is contaminating your home. You've got no business being there. And you need to get that thing right with God and get rid of it. There are some books that are in your home. There is one book that you need to have in your home and need to read it. It's the Word of God. But how many are even listening to this preacher and you've got books and you've got magazines that's sitting in your home that's contaminating your household? I wonder how many have your CD collections and your DVD collections that's contaminating your home. You need to sanitize it. But then there's other things that are in the homes and things that I've been in places that you just know. Just has sometimes a smell about it, that, that it's unclean, that it's not sanitary. Sometimes in your own homes, it's not just the things that are visibly seen, but there's just a smell about it that there are some contaminants in your home. Maybe it is that, that bad spirit in your home, that constant contention in your home, little snide remarks that might be made between a husband and a wife, maybe disrespect amongst the children towards the parents. What is that, ladies and gentlemen? That's contaminants in your home, and if it hasn't already made you really sick, it's going to if it's not taken care of. I want you to think about that. What are you listening to? What are you watching? What are the moods in your home that's going to bring great sickness? You say, what's the plumb line? How do we know? Well, the plumb line is the Word of God. Take what you're doing and what you're saying and what you're watching and what you're listening to and line it up with the Word of God and see how it is. And if the Word of God shows that it is sick-producing, get rid of it. 
Get rid of it. You say, now, preacher, on some of this stuff, I've got a whole lot of money in. Well, you've given the devil your money long enough. Get rid of it. And when I say get rid of it, don't put it in someone else's hands. Don't pawn it off on someone else. When I say get rid of it, junk is junk. Garbage is got Filth is filth. You know what you do with that? You bury it. Now, this is what the Word of God says. In Joshua chapter 24 and verse number 15, And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. Now notice what Joshua said in the last clause of this verse. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Joshua could not say that. And knowing he had contamination, if you will, in his household. No perfect home without question. But things that you know about, that you know that God's not pleased with, whatever, whether it's what you're listening, watching, or your moods, your attitudes, if God's not pleased, get rid of it. Because it'll get your family really, really sick. And God doesn't desire that, nor should you. Some practical things to keep from getting contaminated, to keep from getting ill, sick spiritually. And I hope you'll give some really serious consideration to it. Maybe some of you got some cleaning out to do this week. Just do it. And the Lord will bless you for doing so. Hope you'll tune in and watch the True Light program this morning. After you've watched yours, and if I can help you, please let me know. And I trust you have a great Resurrection Sunday. May the Lord bless. Thank you for listening to Light for Living with Pastor Greg Thomas. If this ministry has been a blessing, we would love to hear from you. Email us at lightforlivingradio at gmail.com. You may also write us at 8139 Hewell Matthews Highway, Alton, Virginia, 24520. Thanks again for listening to Light for Living. We look forward to hearing from you soon.